I love it. Welcome back to Changing of the Times. David, it's a day that we've been waiting for. 241 days ago, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31-20, to where Patrick Mahomes was named the MVP and then went on to enjoy probably the greatest offseason someone could ever have. David, we're joined today by Rover Sports and uh, football guru Spencer Grossinger. Spencer is a diehard fan, has been uh, doing several shows of his own on Rover. Spencer, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, those were definitely uh, high praise there to call me a football guru. Uh, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take that every time. I mean, that, that's pretty interesting there. Well, I know you're getting ready to uh, go through coaching certification so many others can learn from your greatness. Um, so, Spen- yeah. David, it was interesting. We had a crazy offseason, obviously, one like we've never seen because of COVID. Like I said, the NFL season starts up after 241-day 200, uh, layoff, and we went through a virtual draft uh, where players couldn't even work out for teams that they were getting drafted by. We had a preseason that included no games. So, David, I'm going to ask you the first, first question. A lack of preseason games. One, you're going to say cut back on injuries, but are these guys really ready to play? I, I can't imagine that. I mean, are they going to be – out there ready to play. I think the top players are always ready. They they know their craft. Um, I would say Mahomes is always – you put him on any field at any time, he's always going to be a dominant player. But, you know, at, for, from the rookie perspective, the second-year perspective, the guy that maybe is trying to break through, those guys cannot be ready to play. I mean, that's where I think the preseason, it's being undervalued and things like that, I think – I think defenses will be le- not as far along as they normally are in the beginning of the year, you know, without any chance to get any of the kinks out. I, I expect to see a few really big broken plays that you normally don't see in the secondary, you know, things like that. I can't imagine everybody's ready to play, but your top players like Mahomes, Watson, your quarterbacks, they're ready to go. I cannot imagine anything else. Spencer, tonight mm-hmm. – Obviously, since they haven't played, some some David, and you, you're an athlete and you play college ball. Um, sometimes you got to be game ready, and without playing against competition, do you think there's players are going to be more susceptible to injuries because of this, Spencer? I think that it that it is possible. I do disagree with Dave's sentiment about about the defense because these players are in the best shape that they're going to be all year. And if you look at the over under totals, like last year, you saw so many low scoring games. And a lot of the starters, they don't even play preseason football anyway. I think that you're susceptible to injury at all times. You look at Von Miller getting hurt. But this offseason, Coach, I mean, you you have seen like less injuries from the preseason. And I think that we're going to enter into an age coming up where there is no starters playing any more preseason unless you're a dead rookie. I think that that's what you could see going forward with these two games. I think you're going to see similar offseasons. Um, to this one. But sure, I mean, these guys aren't really used to contact that much. The good coaches will have a couple of drills that like prepare the guys, you know, for contact. But I I think it is possible that you could see some injuries, sure, because there hasn't been like any competition between teams. But the preseason coach, I don't think the preseason's ever going to be the same. I think that you're going to see, remember the Chicago Bears benched everybody? That's what I think is going to happen. You're not going to see any starters. 
Well, I think it's one thing that you it's easy to point out there's less injuries because the groups in training camp are much smaller now. I mean, you're talking about a training camp. It's almost to the point where you're reading only 10 guys can be together at the same time. It's like a 45-minute period where you can have a full team activities. Like all the COVID restrictions, if you look at them, it is literally made for no injury and also no way of very little way of getting COVID too. I mean, the time that these teams have had together, very small, even practicing together as a group, not as not, much at all. Yeah. And they've done a lot of individual work, but I mean, there has been a lot of teamwork too. I know the Eagles were battling. Um, in fact, it was pretty scary from what I understood at one point because uh, Eagles starting left tackle, uh, Andre Dillard went down. And they put another guy in, and they said that um, Carson Wentz got sacked 12 times. Now, he doesn't. He wears a red jersey. He's not getting killed. So they had to restructure a deal with former left tackle, Jason Peters, to move from right guard to left tackle. So so let me ask you a question, guys. Do you think defenses are going to be much more beneficial because they're used to playing with a core versus a lot of times you – in Philadelphia in particular, and there's other places where you have new pieces, whether it's a receiver or a tight end or running back, quarterback in some cases, that that chemistry is not really there. So do you think it's going to be much more defensive-minded games and low scoring or higher scoring? Well, Dave Dave already seemed that that it would be like like higher scoring, but I think, Coach, when you look at September, even the really bad football teams are incredibly motivated to play September football. Like even the Jaguars are going to come out firing and you're going to see crazy hits and these athletes are thoroughbreds and they're in the best shape. But there are games and you notice playing fantasy football where in November you had the Ravens last year play the Baltimore, play the um, Cincinnati Bengals and the Bengals were out of playoff competition and they mailed it in. So I think defenses get softer as the years come around, as the year gets gets uh, as the weather gets colder. I think that there's bad teams that are just not used to hitting, and I think that you could see some really flat defenses. But I think these are going to be very low scoring, ugly football games. I'd go under on like almost all. So even tonight, as we're kicking off the NFL season tonight, with it's the 101st year, um, and you got Patrick Mahomes versus De- Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans. Both teams played in the was it uh, the divisional round, I believe, mm-hmm. and and they scored I think over close to seventy points in that game. Correct. So you think it's going to be a lot lower tonight because you don't think the I, I mean in Deshaun Watson's case he loses DeAndre Hopkins to Atlanta uh, to uh, Arizona, but you in in Kansas City's case they just added another great running back and Clyde uh, Clyde Alaire Edwards. Yeah, yeah. So do you you think that? That could be beneficial or well well tonight I'm talking about, you know, more broad scope week one. Um tonight these offenses are crazy. I think Kansas City, like you add Edwards Alaire, and Alaire's gonna be one of the more fun players that you're gonna see in the NFL. He could be like Maurice Jones Drew and David, you saw Edwards Alaire at LSU. I mean, this was a guy that I don't think was like really in draft consideration and He's a pretty amazing player, isn't he, David? Like how he can block, and he's getting drafted in the first round of fantasy. Do you think Edwards Alaire is going to be that that incredible for fantasy and for this Kansas City offense? I think he's easily. I think anytime you get a skill possession player that you can you can circle and say this is a guy that in a big time offense that's scoring a lot of touchdowns, and with Damian Williams not there, you know whatever, no shady McCoy. 
I mean, any rushing touchdown in theory should be his. He should get a lot more dump offs out of the backfield. He should, he probably will put up first round type of production. I mean, he's a tough guy. He'll be pretty fresh because he didn't take a ton of wear and tear in college. It wasn't a three, four year type of feature back. So I think it's a great pick for Kansas city. I think you will get, you know, great production right away. And it kind of gives Kansas city that maybe that piece that they didn't necessarily have last year that with the core coming back of Tyree kill, Sammy Watkins, Mika Hardman, and Travis Kelsey, it gives you that scat back type of weapon that they definitely did not have running the ball. I'm not as high on him running the ball at the NFL level, but I think catching the ball, he's going to be absolutely dynamic out of the backfield and it's going to be very hard to stop him. So staying within the, uh, NFL side of things, um, three new head coaches in the NFC, which obviously touches all of us since David Lemon, Philadelphia. Spencer, I know, is a Giants fan, as, as you are, up in North Jersey. So you got Mike McCarthy in Dallas, you know, who's done great things. He's won a Super Bowl with Green Bay. You've got Ron Rivera, who is battling, uh, I believe, leukemia. Um, and down in Washington, the Washington football team. And uh, but but a stacked defensive line there, and you also have Joe J, Joe Joe J up in uh, New York. Judge, who, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, who, do you think the Eagles benefited from this because of Doug Peterson, this continuity with his team, his staff? He's, they've been around; they've won a Super Bowl. Um, I, you want to go ahead, David? You go. Okay, I think that McCarthy is experienced enough to put the Dallas Cowboys this year uh, over the top because I look at Dallas's defense, there's just a lot more talent than the Philadelphia Eagles have on defense. You have Van Der Esch, you have Jalen Smith. These are good linebackers. Now, maybe linebackers don't matter, but I, I still think the linebackers matter. The secondary, the Eagles might have better corners, but you look at Mike McCarthy. He's coached for a very, very long time in the NFL. You have guys like Kellen Moore that are still on that staff there. Dak now has a guy in Gallup that is a great receiver. You have Amari Cooper, who's a professional, Ezekiel Elliott. These are professional football players, and McCarthy is so used to being a head coach that I think that his scheme, I think it is, I think the Cowboys will still be fine. Now, the Redskins and the Giants or whatever, Washington, I'll just say Redskins or Washington. I, I think that I think that these two teams are, are are struggling franchises at the moment. So I would say McCarthy's fine. The other two, not so much. I mean, David, you you go ahead now. I mean, I think uh, I think it, the Eagles do extremely benefit in this year. I think McCarthy's a great coach. I just uh, I question what his impact can be, and we'll see right away with an extremely limited offseason, limited time, putting in your his program and things like that. One of the things I will say that the Cowboys have in in what's it called in a positive aspect is that you do return your same offensive coordinator. So it is a continuity continuity on your offense that, you know, you're not putting in a whole new scheme, a whole new brand of football that, you know, I think is pretty much near impossible with this offseason given all the things, you know, I think Joe Judge has certainly won the offseason as far as people, you know, loving him over the last week or two, his whole hoorah. I think, you know, early on people were like, how is this ever going to work? So it's going to be interesting to see with the Giants. I still think there's a major lack of talent with the Giants just as, as a fan. 
know, we got Daniel Jones, but I think the defense, there's a lot to be, you just kind of shake your head and say, they're just not there. It's not an NFL type of defense. The, the Washington football team, not very good at quarterback unless Alex Smith can come back and well, the starting quarterback, Dwayne Haskins isn't good enough. And I, I, I think he was the one. David, do we actually know how well Dwayne Haskins is? Is it a fair assessment? Because we really I haven't. Very fair. You do. After I one year. I thought it was extremely fair. Yes. Because there, there are guys that, there are guys that show glimmers of hope and things like that. And sometimes, and people People will give you the the Jared Goff comparison. Okay, that's fine. Like Jared Goff looked terrible. Okay, that's fine. I, I mean, for that matter, now. Peyton Manning looked terrible too his first year. There's... Peyton Manning did not look that bad. Not 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 the way that Dwayne ha- Dwayne Haskins. I think that's a terrible comparison of Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning did not look like a guy that didn't deserve to be on a football field. Dwayne Haskins purely played last year because they invested the number seven pick in him, and the team was terrible, and they can't really justify. Rolling out there, who was the starting quarterback before that? Was it Case Keenum? Yes, yes. Case Case Keenum, who looked awful also. And you're just kind of saying, well, we picked this guy number seven. Okay, we got to throw him out there. Well, he looked he looked just as bad. And then maybe he's he's not mobile. You know, he doesn't seem to deal with pressure well. And the one thing I will say is, at Ohio State, a guy who looked very good, you know. Let's, let's call it like it is. You have some of the best offensive linemen. You have the best running game, and you have some of the best receivers. And Everything seems to be wide open at these games in Ohio State, whether it's Justin Fields, JT Barrett, or Dwayne Haskins. These quarterbacks just seem to put up video game type of numbers. So sometimes it's hard to objectify who's the NFL guy and who's not. Well, David, I, I will play devil's advocate. I'm not a Haskins guy at all, and Coach knows yeah. that. But Haskins against the Giants and the Eagles last year, he 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 had some some big games last year, David. You know, he did play really well against the Eagles. And against the Giants, he put up like 35 points. So the guy has arm strength. I'm more concerned about him mentally. But, Dave, he did put up big games last year. And now he's a new coach. And, I mean, he only played like a half a season. So, so how are you already saying no, that he's not good, even though he did put up good games at the end of last year. Show, show me, show me the games that he elevated the team to wins, and, and that's where he puts up big games. And put up, the only time he seemed to put up a big game was yeah, in losing efforts, you know, and you know, garbage, you know, garbage time, you know, or when he needed to consistently make that play, he doesn't. He seems overmatched. I think his lack of mobility is going to hurt him. He doesn't deal with pressure well in his face. I think the only time you'll start seeing a Dwayne Haskins that looks like someone of a quarterback is if that offensive line is very short around him. And I just don't think that is going to happen. Well, it could be said that their defense of line could be one of the best defensive lines in the, in the NFL this year. So well, it'll, be, it'll definitely be interesting. There's a couple other uh, nuances that have taken place. You got some old faces in new places with Tom Brady leaving the uh, New England Patriots and headed uh, south to Tampa Bay, and Cam Newton leaving uh, Carolina and heading north who uh, and playing replacing him. So, Spencer, I'll ask you, who's going to have the bigger impact on the team, Cam Newton or Tom Brady? I've really started to buy into Tom Brady. Maybe it's me just watching, like, the, the hard knocks of Tampa Bay. But I just look at Mike Evans and, and, and Godwin. These are really talented players, 
That defense in Tampa Bay last year, I think Todd Bowles did a tremendous job because there really was a lack of talent there. But Devin White actually started to play really well. Like the the Tampa Bay Bucks went into Atlanta and absolutely crushed the um, Atlanta Falcons. And even Jameis Winston, for as many turnovers as he had last year, they were still in positions to win football games. I look at Brady and he is 41. Um, he didn't perform well in New England with the receivers that, that were allocated there. But I think that his arm strength. How many, how many world championships did he win? With- no, no, no. I'm saying the last season. He he is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Okay. One of the greatest football players. I think, short answer, Brady's going to have a much bigger year. Cam Newton, I'm very concerned. He's 0-8 in his last couple of starts. His shoulder's kind of messed up. Nobody else wanted this guy. I think Brady in Tampa is really good. I actually think the Bucs now, as crazy as it sounds, I'll take the Bucs winning the division, going deep into the playoffs. New England, wild card, bounced quick. But I- I'm not as big of a Cam guy right now. I don't know where David's at with, with Cam. So, so David, why, why, do you think Cam's washed up? It's hard for me to say that, you know, there's anything to back up like Cam is anything but injured. But, you know. Looks pretty I, strong. I think uh, I think both will be – I think Cam Newton, there's a lower expectation. So, I would say Cam is probably in a much better situation. I think, I think Brady, the greatest football player of all time, no doubt about it, the greatest quarterback of all time, obviously, if he's the greatest football player of all time. I think he just succeeded everything in his career. Last year, I was I was early onto this train. Spencer can confirm this. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is not Tom Brady anymore, and people are just—they sign a bunch of guys around him. They can come up with every excuse in the book why it didn't work for New England last year. It, it comes down to this kind of in a few years, whenever LeBron will start becoming a little bit not as the same thing as LeBron is. This will be a similar thing. It's like it's a blasphemous statement, as Stephen A. might say sometimes, to just suggest that Tom Brady just isn't that good anymore. And I'm, I'm just fully convinced that his arm strength lacked last year. The same Tom Brady that would elevate the bad receivers around him and make you know guys who were terrible, it seemed like, or journeyman guys into household names by the playoff time and the Super Bowl time, couldn't do it last year. What kind of made Tom Brady special over the years, you know, just the ability to make any play at any time, it wasn't there. And now you're just talking about a guy who's a year older. Yeah, you put a bunch of guys around him in an offseason where you haven't had as much time to work. I know he has passing camps and things like that. I just think that the expectation of where Tom Brady is, I would say Cam Newton's put up in a put in a much, much better position to succeed because if he doesn't succeed, guess what's gonna happen? It's kind of going to be like the expectation is, I would say, low to medium for Cam, where the expectations couldn't be any higher for Tom Brady. They are the most bet on team to win the Super Bowl by Vegas. Uh, people betting in that type of thing in futures. You know, I think I just think Cam Newton is set up for a little bit, you know, more success because if Tom Brady doesn't win a Super Bowl, it's really just going to be viewed as a failure, no matter no matter what. I mean, I, I don't think if he wins MVP, they go to yeah, the yeah. and I think I think coach, you would agree if they go to the NFC Championship and lose to the Niners, it's still a tremendous season from Tom Brady. What do you think, coach? This is Tampa. This is the Bucks. Yeah, well, they are one of the third. They have uh, the second longest uh, non-playoff streaks. I think I believe it's ten years they haven't been in. 
Um, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I think I think we can all agree that Bill Belichick has a great football mind, probably one of the greatest football minds in football. And taking a risk on Cam Newton and naming him a starter speaks volumes to where Cam Newton, I believe, is at. I think that Bill Belichick wants to win a Super Bowl more than ever without Tom Brady. And I think he feels that he can if he can put Cam in charge and lead him to it while he grooms another quarterback. And, you know, whether it's Brian Hoyer or who's a journeyman or Stidham or, or someone else in the draft, I think that it's going to be very interesting. I'm pulling for New England personally because I, I want to see him do it without uh, Tom. Hmm. So, I, so you coach have been, so, so you coach, so you're really pulling for like Belichick to kind of get his due. And, and uh, so are you like kind of tired of the bandwagon bucks already? You want New England no. to really shine? No, I think, I think you know, Tampa Bay is an interesting team. Obviously their latest sign with uh, Fournette. Then they got Gronkowski in the off season. You have great receivers and, and Godwin and Evans, uh, two tight ends, um, the Bennett, I believe, still as Bennett still will start starting tight end down there, correct, David? I think it's Howard Brady. Uh, oh, OJ, OJ Howard, correct? Yes. So, I mean, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting because, as you know, you know Bruce Arians is a great offensive mind, so it's he's he's going to put a lot of stuff out there that we may not have seen, and players are going to be held up held accountable. Here's the argument why Brady's going to be great, David. It's because Carson Palmer, you know, he like tore his leg open in Cincinnati. He was like. It was really towards the tail end of his career. I think he maybe played for the Oakland Raiders, right? So he, his career was basically almost over. And then it was revived under Bruce Arians in Arizona. You look at Peyton Manning had neck surgery. He was older. He didn't have the same arm strength. He went to Denver. He played in the MVP level. Carson Palmer almost played. He was probably fifth in MVP voting under Arians. So I think that Arians and Leftwich are going to get Brady looking good. Like I think Brady still has this year to ball out under Arians. My uh, biggest thing is that they really just haven't had – it goes back to the whole thing of – They haven't had that much time. They've had very little to no time together. Like even the training camp, it's limited what they can do. It's so much more individual that it's hard for me to buy into this right now. Well, another guy in a new place – Another guy in a new place, David, is Teddy Bridgewater, who, in my opinion, proved a lot last year for filling in for Drew Brees, went 4-0, is now in Carolina. What's your thoughts on him? I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a very good, like, he's, he's like that quarterback that's somewhere in that 20 to 30 range of best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's a very good quarterback. He's never going to be that elite-level guy. I think Carolina is going to be – a very tough situation for him, but they did spend a lot of money on him. You know, I, they obviously did. someone that, you know, they New believe in some way, shape or form, you know, there is New a lot of talk of tanking for Trevor Lawrence, you know, but at the same time, you've basically guaranteed two years of his contract at, you know, 40 million basically being impossible to get out of by the cap hit. And, you know, I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be in the league, you know, forever because of what he did with, you know, the Saints. But do I see him elevating a bad Panthers team? It's hard for me to to see him elevating that team into much more than, you know, a five to six win team at best. You know, I think the team itself is bad. It's kind of like where I'm at with the Giants. I think there's just a lack of talent. And – 
I believe they've made every pick on on the defensive side in the and and uh, April's draft. Correct. It's their work. It's well, yeah. Well, that's identifying at least something. At least I think what the Giants haven't done. That's at least identifying an area that you know is of need. Now, if it works, it's great. If not, you know, it the defense it doesn't, but. Bridgewater will give him a chance to win some games. I don't think that he's going to elevate with unbelievable play either. He's been a game manager. Dave, how do you think that – I'm really excited to see this Joe Brady offense, though. And the contract of $20 million, I actually think it's a tremendous deal for Carolina because that Bridgewater, $20 million is nothing for a quarterback. That's like the cheapest quarterback ever. I mean, yeah. even Nick Foles probably has more money than Teddy does. So I love that deal. I think they got away. I think they did a tremendous job of signing him for that cheap. I'm really excited to see if Brady, if Joe Brady can get Bridgewater to really be aggressive because the guy has arm talent. And I'm excited about McCaffrey and Bridgewater. Actually, I don't. I don't think Carolina is that good because Matt Rule. He always starts out poorly. It's a new coach, like you said. They gave away Greg Olson. They gave away Cam. They 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 are kind of giving away all their players. Um, but Joe Brady's going to be fascinating at this level. I think Spencer. I'm going to counter that argument. Matt Rule's gone everywhere he's gone. He's been a winner. He's done it at Temple. He's he first year. First year. This the we're talking about this year. I I, lo, I like Matt Rule. Okay, all right. So, but he always uh, starts off horrible. You know. Well, well, we'll see how that works out. I think of all the divisions, I think that's the most interesting in football. I really do. Um, you got Tampa Bay and Brady. You got Bridgewater. You've got Drew Brees, who's coming back with a talented team. I think he and he knows it. I mean, there's rumors, David, that he's going to be. This may be his last year, and he may be headed over to the NBC. There's still rumors. You know, he had a turbulent offseason himself. So I yeah. think he's got something to play for. Um, you know, so I'm excited as a whole. Guys, one of the things that David and I discussed earlier, Spencer, was we're going to go right now. We're going to talk about who's going to be the rookie of the year. Each of us take a shot at it. All right. And then uh, then we'll do our pick six and we'll get out of here. So, uh, David, I open it up to you. Who's going to be the rookie of the year? Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I think um, I'm going to go. I'm not going to. I don't like being conventional, so I'll just put it out there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go CD Lamb. Okay, I like it. You know, big offense. Uh, I'm between CD Lamb and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm gonna go CD. Okay, on the defensive side, I think it's Chase Young and nobody else. <laughs> okay, Spencer. Oh boy, uh, it's it's a tough question. Um, I'm gonna go very conventional here. Um, ah, uh, I, I, uh, I want to say, I want to say Joe Burrow. I'll just go Joe Burrow. Um, I, I think Tua could also compete if he actually plays, but I'm going Joe Burrow. I don't think he's going to play enough. He's not going to play enough. Yeah, he could come on the second half of the year, you know, like, but uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick does not give up his job. He's a career, uh, career professional, you know. You don't think so, Tua's going to play? I mean, Tua will no. play for like week six. So. I, th I think he's still hurt. So I, I, I just don't believe he's actually cleared to play. Yeah. So, Spencer, who's, who's your – I'll take Burrow. I'll take Burrow. Defensive side of the football. <sighs> I mean, let's try to think outside of Chase Young, who's going to be really, really good. Could it be Epinesa? Who, who in the first round? Who's the defensive uh, guys that went in the first round? My other opinion would have been Patrick Queen, you know. 
Oh, the linebacker or, or, Kent, or Kenneth Murray, but he's going to have to have some interceptions. You have Okuda down there. Uh, let's. Who's a great pass rusher, Coach? Who won in the first round that's a pass Spencer, rusher? Spencer, just make a pick. Okay, you should know this before. Chase Young. Okay. Keep the show moving. Correct. I don't have time for your nonsense. All right. All right, so I'm going to go Justin Jackson on the offensive side of things. Justin Jackson. Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. I'm sorry. Justin uh, Jefferson. You're telling me to hurry up. Well, I have it already. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna agree with everybody. Chase Young, I think, is the next Joey Bosa. I think Larry Johnson, whatever he's feeding those guys up in Ohio State, their their defensive line just continues to get better and better. All right, so now we're gonna go back and go breakout stars. The breakout. Now this guy could be in the league uh, a couple of years, but now he's gonna he's gonna be a household name midway through the year. So Spencer, we'll open it up with you. We're gonna do, let's go reverse order, Josh. Why don't you open it up and then? Okay. Okay. So breakout stars. I'm gonna stick with Chase Young on the defensive side of things right off the bat, because I think he's just a name that you're gonna be hearing for years and years and years to come. And my uh, my offensive my offensive player is gonna be Mike Gelsicki. Tight end, Miami, that he's going to be take the next step. Hmm. Interesting pick. All right, Spencer, ironically, it falls back to you. I'm up. I'm up. I'm taking running back of the Chicago Bears out of Iowa State, David Montgomery. This is a guy who sees the field really well. He can catch the ball. He's going to play with Trubisky. And I think that 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 David Montgomery is going to be a top-fled uh, running back. Uh, another guy that I think is going to be a star. I, I think it is going to be CD lamb. Uh, like David said, I should have even picked him for rookie of the year. He's going to be fantastic. Devin Singletary as well. Those three guys. I just need, I just need one on the offense. One, one on the offense. Let's go Montgomery defensive guy, a defensive guy. We could go a little Darnay Holmes from the New York giants. All right. Cornerback out of UCLA. David. All right. Um, I think often offensively, a guy that I think could just have an absolute breakout year. If all, if all things go correctly for him, it's on um, Miles Sanders. I think he's in a very good situation. I haven't, you know, he's, he's, he's hurt, hurt right now, but he's maybe hurt, but a hamstring. I think, I think with the continuity, I think he could have a breakout year, a hamstring. Okay. So it's one week, you know, I think he's, I think he's primed for a breakout year defensively. You know, I, I, I really don't know. I'm, I'll stick with Chase Young. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you on who I don't know that is already. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of giants they could, and Jets and guys up in New York that always could be a breakout player. There is no one on yeah, the like Giants. Dexter Lawrence. There's no one on the Giants that I could even say is a breakout player. Really? No face. I have zero faith in that defense. I mean, okay, Dexter Lawrence is a good player, but I don't see him as a star impact player, you know? All right, so we're going to do this. Maybe, okay, I'll, I'll change it up a little bit. Someone I was talking about on the phone earlier, Josh Allen from Jacksonville, absolutely takes it to the next level. Okay, we'll go. We'll put that down. All right, so now we're going to go rapid fire. Pick six. All right, I pick six games. Um, 
and then we'll keep track of we'll just go we won't go spread at all we'll just go straight chalk so so we go off it all right so the first game we're going to pick it up it's going to be houston and kansas city who we who we rolling with tonight boys david go ahead fire away um kansas city david's going okay spencer nah i gotta go i gotta go houston just to be different and try to win the contest okay by the way since we've already agreed to it it's a a nice meal david uh the winner the winner the loser the lo- uh the winning guy actually there'll be two winners and then there'll be one loser all right so the loser who finishes third has to buy the other two uh dinner is that agreement i like that at the end of the year no after the first week yes <laughs> Yes, at the end of the year, we'll tally them. Okay. Every week. All right. Bruce guys. will go broke, you know? Right. The Venmo? Yeah, yeah, the Venmo. Okay, so I'm going to go with David. I'm going to say KC. All right. All right. Uh, the next game, we will go Eagles-Redskins. 1, 1 p.m. Sunday. Eagles at the – I'm sorry, Eagles at the Washington uh, team. So, uh, Spencer, fire away. These are pretty simple. I mean, we should. I'm going to go Eagles here. Okay, David. I'll go Eagles. All right, I will ride that train right there too. Even though I really thought about going Washington. Oh, you did earlier in the week. You were, you know, Washington Redskins. All right, uh, we will go with Arizona, San Francisco. Keep going. All right, Niners. Spencer goes Niners. I've got to say the Niners. David goes Niners. I, and I will go Niners. All, all right. right. It's going to be a tie. It's all going to come down to, to Thursday night. Miami at New England. Yeah. Miami, okay. New England. David, David, go ahead. Miami, New England. I'm going to take Miami. Okay. David or Spencer? I like that upset. I'll take the Patriots. Okay. So I will go Miami. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. This game's going to be a shootout, I think. So, David, fire away. I think the Saints win big. Spencer? Tampa Bay. I know you were going there. And I will I will ride my fantasy quarterback this week, Drew Brees, and I'll go to New Orleans. All right. And the final game, a pair of Monday night against two old franchises. Pittsburgh and your New York Giants. Ben Roethlisberger returns since week two. And the New York football Giants kick it off. So, Spencer, who we got? I'm taking, and it hurts to say, but I, I think the Steelers are going to win the game. Wow. I mean, is that real? Is that even a fan, David? Like, you got to play with your loyal, loyalty. That's got to burn the soul a little bit, right? David's not going to pick the Giants either, probably. I, I'm going to take the Giants. <laughs> I think that Ben Roethlisberger might be just completely done. Then you gotta have faith. You're one and zero. If the Giants beat the Steelers, David, come on, man. I mean, I think it's. I think that's one of their winnable games. I think the Steelers are terrible. You really do. Wow. Uh, I could be dead wrong on that. I just, my personal opinion is the Steelers are terrible. Even with Duck Hodges, they were good. Yeah, that defense is so damn good. Okay, well, I'm going to go with uh, – I'll, I'll ride with the Rockstar and go Steelers because 
I think Mike Tomlin I'm always has. I'm, I'm not saying this is like the the pick I'm pounding down ever. I just have a weird feeling. You know, Joe Judge, you, the Joe Judge era, week one, these guys are going to be fired up to play for him. Yeah. I love it. I hope you're right. I agree with you. Well, boys, since we're doing it every Thursday, probably around this time, it's good to see you. Um, David, why don't we take us out and enjoy the game tonight? Enjoy enjoy the game tonight and – And the weekend. And the weekend. Coach, tell me one thing you learned today. One thing that I learned today is that we really don't know how too many breakout players uh, that, are, that are taking off in the NFL. I think I think that what's it called, the, it, you know – that goes to the point of we've had no preseason or very 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 limited coverage of training camp based on the fact that reporters are just not even allowed on the grounds spencer as always we thank you for joining us one quick note let me throw it out there three series is tied three three who's winning toronto boston tomorrow night boston but what 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 a what a series incredible incredible basketball game last david, night david I'm gonna take the Raptors. I am riding true with the boys from Canada because I had them go in the NBA repeat. So hopefully it's coming. So I, I love watching. It's best basketball. So it basically just goes to show that the Sixers have none of those players. And and we don't even want to talk about the Knicks, David. They haven't had any of that type of talent the, for the, twenty. The, the Knicks don't even have anything that resembles NBA. I agree. All right, David, take us out. All right. Until next time, changing of the times. Mm-hmm.